Hello, you're listening to Overwhelm is Optional. Hello, in today's episode I want to explore the idea that overwhelm is sometimes caused by our reaction to those around us. So I'm going to be doing a bit of exploring um, on a mind-based way, but also really, as usual, um, anchoring this in the body. So I'd really like to invite you to start by tuning in and noticing how you feel. And then you can use this when you want to think about um, or examine more deeply the effects of other people around you on your state of overwhelm. So I'm just going to invite you to not do this if you're driving, obviously, but if you're sat or laying down or even standing and it's safe to close your eyes, then I'm inviting you to close your eyes because it's easier or to leave them open if that's more appropriate. And just start to draw your attention from the busyness of your mind, maybe noticing just how busy it is, how demanding it is, how it wants your attention, or noticing the distractions around you and starting to allow your awareness, your attention to move into your body. Feel your feet on the ground. Notice your feet. Wiggle your toes to really help anchor your attention in your feet just for a moment and notice any physical sensations in your feet or not. And then move your awareness to your knees. Notice your knees. Do they want to soften or not? Allow your knees, your legs, your feet to soften a little if they want to. And notice how this feels for you. And each time you notice that you've been distracted by your environment or by your mind, celebrate by gently but firmly escorting all of your attention back to your body, this time to your belly. Notice any physical sensations in your belly without trying to identify them or change them or label them or judge them or any other thing that the mind likes to get involved with. Just notice physical sensations in your belly. And now would be a really good time to allow your belly to soften if it wishes to. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Just notice that too. Softening belly, legs at ease, feet on the ground. And notice how you feel. And then just becoming aware of the space around your body. So take your awareness to your skin. Notice how this edge of your body and your surrounding feels. Just notice. Don't label or judge. Just notice. The feel of your skin against your clothes, the air, your surroundings. So you're fully present in your body while 
pushing your awareness to the very edges of your body and noticing where it meets your surroundings. And just becoming aware of any physical sensations. Now your mind's going to want to get involved here. So a way to help combat that is to introduce curiosity and playfulness. The playfulness of curiosity is really helpful to combat the labelling, judging, problem solving, storytelling and also the distractions of the mind because when we get curious we up our awareness. It gives our mind something to do, it gives our attention less of a chance to wander. So get curious, how does your body feel today? How do you feel? And then really notice all the edges of your body and the surroundings. Get curious. Just notice. Notice how you feel. Just for a moment. And then when you're ready, just gently open your eyes with no hurry at all. Or you can stay where you are and listen to the whole podcast with your eyes closed, as long as it's safe to do so. So I hope that that was an interesting exercise for you. I hope you enjoyed it. Just exploring being in the body, taking control of your attention from your surroundings and just noticing yourself is really good for you. Um, It's good for you for lots of reasons. One of them is controlling your attention is really powerful because everybody wants your attention. So you deciding where you want to put it is really helpful for lots and lots of reasons. But that's a whole nother episode. What I want to focus on today is that is that edge, that edge of awareness between your body, yourself and your surroundings. Because when people are around us, they I'm going to say they can make us feel. But I think that that's a really there's a lot to unpick in that phrase. They can make us feel. I mean, there's this idea, isn't there? This saying that nobody can make you feel anything. I think that's maybe a that's quite a difficult thing to deal with when you're feeling crushed by somebody else. Um, So let's not, let's leave that alone. But, but how you feel when you're near somebody, I think the most useful thing to do is notice that is to really pay attention to that. Because I think what we often do instead, um, or I know I have a tendency to do is either blame. So they make me feel like this. So there's something wrong with them. Or to think there's something wrong with me because other people don't appear to feel like I do. So either of those, I think, is not particularly helpful. Um, Because you can't really do much with that. And for things to be helpful, you need to increase your awareness and then have tools to deal with it. And there's a quote that I really, really like by Wayne Dwyer, which says, change the things change the way you look at things and the things you look at change so I just want to play with that idea today in terms of overwhelm and the people that we meet and interact with or the people that we spend a lot of time with because I think this is a really big one and I think we can get very stuck in our heads about blaming and why and railing against the world that it should be better it should be fairer people should see us for who they are and appreciate and love us as we are so there's a lot of shoulds in there. There's a lot of railing and anger and frustration. And, and that's that. I'm sure there's a place for that. But in my experience, having done that for quite a lot of my life, I think that's that's um, disempowering and energy draining. Sometimes it works. I'm not talking about not standing up for yourself. I just think that there's an easier way to do that by tuning into the body. 
So I'm going to invite you to just go on this journey with me, just having a little play with these ideas and a little bit of, of thought about how you're reacting to the people around you. And first of all, I want to say that there's different ways people can be around you. So I'm visualising the idea of people being physically around you, but actually I know there are, there are people who can trigger me from from you know, the other side of the world, they can have an effect on me, good or bad. Um, So it's not always about the people who are physically near us. But I want to start with that because I think that that's a really interesting one. So using the awareness exercise we just did of tuning into your body and noticing the edges of it, you can really start to um, play with that when you are feeling um, triggered or uncomfortable. So for example, if you're in a family group and you don't feel like people are on your side, I think this is quite a common issue, isn't it? Where the people who are supposed to love us and have our backs often trigger us the most. I don't want to go into the whys and the, the maybe there's a good reason for that. Maybe that's one of the ways we learn and grow as humans. I just want to leave that for one side and say, okay, so notice that. Just start with the noticing, because I think our immediate reaction tends to be, I know mine used to be, I need them to change. I need them to change how they are with me. And actually, that's really hard. In fact, I don't know if it's possible. I think you can try, and I think sometimes it's worth trying. But for me, I found it easier to first of all notice, really notice. So notice the triggers. Use that wisdom of the body, that sensitivity, that that basic physical sensation. You can feel it in your bones when somebody's lying to you. You can feel it in your bones when something's off, when they haven't really got your back. You can you can feel the edges of your body in the space around you and how you feel, whether you feel comfortable, welcome and at ease. And just paying attention to that, paying attention to who you're choosing to interact with and how that feels for you. Not how they make you feel, but just your experience of that in a really neutral way. So instead of assigning the feeling as being caused by them or you, just noticing that feeling. What does it feel like? As a physical sensation, what does it feel like? So for me, I can think of situations I've been in which were really unhealthy and unhelpful for me where I've literally felt crushed. So this, I would be, I would be becoming smaller. And I've got photographs of me, which I probably haven't got anymore because I don't really tend to keep photos where I look rubbish because what's the point? But I remember a photo of me where like my posture is just kind of leaning over. And I think this happens quite a lot, doesn't it? And then as people age, they often get so they're leaning right over. And there's, there's something about, I think you can almost feel like this crushing if you if you keep pushing against people in the world and then you're getting crushed and then what tended to happen to me is my posture would go or, or I'd start getting pain because I'm ho- I'm literally holding myself smaller I'm kind of trying to shrink from the blows and I don't mean physical blows but what felt like emotional blows and that's worth noticing isn't it because if you actually if I just noticed that and acknowledged that I think that would have been helpful instead I ended up getting quite angry, blaming and ripping myself to pieces, trying to improve myself so that I wouldn't feel like that anymore, which is all possible routes. But I'm, for me, it's, it's all about this awareness, body-centred awareness now is so powerful. It's just easier for me, it just works. So 
Um, slightly off topic, but because I'm really aware that that used to happen to me, that my posture used to go in and I had a lot of neck problems. I, you know, saw lots of chiropractors and osteopaths and different people. But I actually think there was a lot of emotion there. So particularly around the throat and neck and that not being able to voice, not feeling I had a voice, not being able to say what I really wanted to say. Whereas now what I find happens is I recognise when that happens and it's when I'm actually working too much. So, for example, recording this podcast, I've got the screen lower than my eyes, which means I could quite easily get, you know, into that position again. But that's it's different than it used to be because this isn't an emotional thing. But having that body awareness, that practice, that very strong practice that I have, I tend to notice it. And just the noticing releases it. It's like, ah, oh, my my neck's getting stiff or I'm, I'm getting a bit stooped. Ah, I forgot. I forgot that the crown of my head just naturally wants to grow towards the sky. That my upper body loves being open and free. And that my lower body actually really likes to feel stable. So these are, these are basic um, Zen yoga and probably Qigong because Zen yoga and Qigong are very linked. So martial arts type thing where you feel really stable from the belly downwards, really standing your ground and then open, light and upright so you can breathe and be at ease. And yeah, and just have that. And when you stand like that, actually, now I'm linking it rather cleverly because I thought I was going off topic a bit. But but I can link that to how I feel in a room. So um if I'm dealing with difficult people or if I'm meeting somebody new or at any point, you know, just that remembering that natural open posture, that real grounded standing, holding your own space, but feeling at ease. That's really useful because when I'm naturally in that position, I find it easier to find my voice. I find it easier to look after myself. I find it, I just find it easier. Those the, the edge between me and the and the world that we were exploring in the beginning exercise doesn't feel quite so sensitive. It feels like I I've got myself. I'm 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 providing myself with the not the bubble because I mean I have used bubbles. That's another one you can use is to imagine a bubble around you of protection. But I don't seem to need to use that as much now. I've started being more present in my body, more more noticing, deliberate care and attention and listening. It's very very powerful. So where were we? So we we're just thinking about being in a room um, of maybe difficult family members and feeling angry and frustrated when hearing when hearing what they're saying and watching their reactions to things. So this is a mind reaction, isn't it? When we hear people speak and we judge their reactions, this is the mind getting involved with its stories. And the problem with families is you've got complete your whole life of history, usually, of assumptions that have, have grown up and hurts and stuff that's, that goes unsaid. So that means that, that often actions and words are really unclear, but they feel really clear because they're patterns and they hold all of that weight in them. So I think quite a helpful thing to do is just notice what the mind's doing. So notice if the mind is assigning meaning and labels and stories to things that are said and things that are done. 
um, there's, there's often a lot of mistaken beliefs in how we we think the reasons we assign to how people are behaving towards us. We usually there's usually a lot of judgment involved, and that's just because minds need to save energy and cognitively the shortest way of doing it is to make snap judgments so that's just that's how our brains work it saves energy it makes sense it's just not very helpful is there their patterns those their reactive patterns that we need to that it's helpful to examine and so that we can slow down and respond rather than than just going with that quick judge reaction so this is that that um examining the edges of your body and really being present in your body and noticing how you feel in those those circumstances could give you really valuable information that's worth exploring but i suggest that you don't do it with your eyes closed you just do it in a way you practice it on your own and then when you're in that position you can just bring that presence without having to close your eyes and just do it you can just do it for like 30 seconds or 10 seconds just notice notice what's going on for you really listening listen to your body also notice your posture so if you if you notice that your reaction is to feel crushed and small and that you actually physically get smaller can you allow yourself give yourself permission to notice that and take up a little bit more space but very gently so i i I love this expression that that has come from um, an amazing woman in my membership and she was talking about wild repercussions and um, one of the things that's really important to me is that I that I allow, give myself the space and my clients the space to make the changes they need to make without creating turmoil because turmoil you know big changes big external changes like um, quitting your job or um, uh, a relationship change or you know facing up to big stuff that that creates more overwhelm and when you're already overwhelmed and exhausted and, and you're just getting through you really don't want to be even if you start to notice that that might be true for you so say you're tuning in and you notice that actually it's a sudden real deep realization that you really are in the wrong relationship dealing with that before you've really recovered and and, and learned deep self-acceptance that can be it can just add to the overwhelm so instead I think I think just this noticing and, and just just changing making changes internally is incredibly powerful so if I look back at my past I've always gone for I'm very passionate and feisty and I've I've high expectations of life and you know, I want things to be better and kinder and I want to get on with the people I love, but I tend to be quite fiery with that. And although at times that's been, I've been thanked for that, actually, in general, I would say as I get older and I'm really living from a place of connection with my body, then I think it's just easier. I think it's just easier and more fun to, to kind of do the changes internally by noticing, listening accepting this is how I am today this is who I am and that's okay that deep self-acceptance um it's just a faster easier sneakier route so if you change how you are that that and that also starting to change the way you look at things so the things you look at change I just think that's a sneakier easier way and I'm all for doing things with ease so I'm thinking for an example I guess one of the biggest things that happened to me is I went on 
a Zen Ways intensive Zen retreat. And what was really interesting was for weeks afterwards, people would say, you know, you, you just seem more Zen. You've just got this Zen about you. And that was really nice because I didn't have to say anything. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to demand anything. I didn't, I wasn't trying to create change. I wasn't, wasn't, I wasn't creating waves and, and wild repercussions, which would have come back at me. I was just being myself, just being at ease. And it was quite funny because some people at work would, you know, choose to come and sit with me and just have a chat at lunchtime and say, it's just really nice. I'm just going to sit here. And that's, I find that interesting that, that, that you can create really powerful ripples just by accepting yourself and being at ease with yourself. I think, I just think it's a faster, it's a faster, more powerful, more authentic way. It's a more fun and playful way of dealing with this overwhelm from people around you than trying to change them or trying to change yourself to fit in with them. It's just, it's just too hard. I want everything to be easier because I think life should be a whole lot more fun than this. Now, this doesn't mean that, you know, you can solve all your problems or I've got all these answers. I don't have any any answers for you. Your problems, you solve yourself. What I'm saying is I believe that using the wisdom of your body as well as your brilliant mind and really listening to what your heart longs for and what makes you happy, that just gives you, that gives you the clues you need to get out of overwhelm and make the changes you want. So try it. Try tuning in and listening and noticing how you are with different people. So you do, do that surrounded by people when you meet somebody, notice. Um, but do it with compassion because I think it's easy to still, you know, you could you could tune into your body and notice quite a violent reaction to somebody and think, no, I don't want to be with this person at the moment. But there's still an assumption there that it's that there's something wrong with them or you. So do it with compassion. You know, we're all humans. We all pretty much want the same thing. We want to feel at home in our lives. We want we want um, our families to be safe. We want to feel loved and accepted. There's, there's a very primal thing there of wanting to be loved and accepted and feeling safe and secure and being able to feed yourself and your family. So on a very basic level, we do all want something the same. So when we judge other people as really different and difficult, I think it's unhelpful. It's unkind as well. Um, and showing compassion towards yourself and towards others makes the world so much nicer and easier to be in. So give it a go. Oh, did you hear Rosie snore then? Give it a go. Let me know how you get on. Also, it's just a couple of things I wanted to say. So to reduce my own overwhelm, I'm going to be doing, I can't remember what it's called, minimal something editing, which I thought was quite cool. So my dogs are sat behind me when I'm recording and Rosie has a big snore and I was going through trying to eliminate all the snores and I think this is madness. Firstly, it's quite a nice snore. She's a little cavalier spaniel, so it's quite a cute snore. Um, secondly, I don't think it's good for me to worry that much 
about things like that. This podcast is a gift for you, so please forgive any snoring. Um, A fly just came in as well, and I was going to get cross about that because I thought, well, I'm allowing the snoring. Do I allow the fly? There's nothing I can do about these things. It's summer. So, yeah, I've decided to let go of some of my need to make the sound perfect. Not that it's going to be perfect. Um, Yeah, and lastly, I'm going to ask a favour. Thank you so much to everybody who's been listening. I've been getting some really nice feedback emailed to me and I really, really appreciate it. So I started this um, very suddenly at the beginning of lockdown because it's something that I'd always wanted to do. And if you find it helpful, it's just so nice to know that. But secondly, can you do me a favour? Please, please can. If you're finding it helpful, I guarantee that there's a lot of other people who would find it helpful. And when you share it with somebody else, that that's really good. That's really helpful and be really kind of you. And I hate it when podcasts have like huge advertising at the beginning and the end and it goes on and on and on and I don't want that because I want you to feel at ease when you listen to my podcast so I've really struggled with this but in order for um, this podcast to reach the people that I want to reach that need to hear it that would feel better for hearing it I need to ask you to leave a five star review if it's not five stars then I don't see the point in leaving a review you're not paying for this you can go and listen to somebody else's podcast if you don't like mine but if you would like to leave a five star review or and or say anything nice or just let me know then I'd really really appreciate it subscribing and sharing it is really really helpful so I just wanted to say that thank you so much and thank you so much for living living Oh yeah, work right then. Thank you so much for listening and for being alive because you are important and how you are in the world matters.